Did you know that in the game Skyrim, there are 337 books to read, with over 316,000 words? You're listening to the Xbox Hub podcast, the official podcast of the XboxHub.com. For the latest Xbox news, reviews, videos, and opinions, make sure you visit the XboxHub.com. But for now, Settle down, get comfy, and open your ears for some podcast delights. Hello, welcome to the Xbox Hub official podcast, episode 156. My name's Gareth Bryan, I'm going to be your host. And on my virtual left is Mr. Darren Edwards. How are you doing, Darren? Hello, good evening. I'm very well. How are you? Very good. I've seen you for a while. Yeah, I've been um, working, sadly. Nothing mm. more exciting. Recently moved to stores, so it's been go, go, go. But it's nice to join you all this evening. Yeah, it's great to have you. And my virtual right is Mr. Paul Renshaw. How are you doing, Paul? Hello, Gareth. Long time no speak. We see you. Um, I've seen you a lot. <laughs> I, I, I find that quite disturbing. It's not you in my garden, is it? <laughs> yeah, waiting. <laughs> waiting and waiting for the next podcast. Oh, Paul, come uh-oh. on. Oh. Um, and on my virtual opposite is someone we haven't had for a while, Mr. George Sweeten. How are you doing, George? Very well, thank you, Gareth. Yeah, it's, it's been a long time since I was back on this. What's it been, a year? No. Nah. No, 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 no. It's been about four months-ish. All right, okay. It seems like a year, George. That's what I'm going to say. It does, but it seems like a year. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, we're going to talk about what everyone's been doing for the week before we go to some big news. Um, let's go for Darren. Darren, what's your week been like? What have you been doing? Uh, working and sleeping. And occasionally eating. <laughs> Short of it, really. Living um, the dream. Living the dream. Living the dream. No, just um, as I say, I've moved jobs recently. Same company, but different location. So there's been a lot to do. Um, but yeah, it's all good. It's an exciting opportunity, but it's just uh, full on at the minute. So okay. that's about me, really. Right. This week. Have you seen anything you liked? Anything you enjoyed watching? Uh, we're watching The Last of Us, but I haven't seen the most recent one, oh. so I can't really talk about that. Uh, still watching The Apprentice, if anybody's interested in that. Um, it nope. is absolutely farcical. <clears throat> Last week, he should have just cancelled the show. It was that bad. Um, <laughs> they are all dreadful. But that's probably what it's all about these days, rather than an actual sensible business person. He's just looking for reality TV stars, which... Mm. Oh, is yeah, inevitable, but I still it is a guilty pleasure. I can't not watch it, unfortunately. So yeah. I'll be watching you know, that as well. Yeah, I've got I've got literally the same thing. I mean, to me, The Apprentice just gets worse and worse every year. It's just something I just watch for the drama rather than the actual business nowadays. Absolutely, and I do like guessing who's going to get fired. But now it, it could be any of them. They're all <laughs> equally dreadful. <laughs> Good, Paul. What about you? How's your week been? Um, well. I've managed to avoid The Apprentice and Love Island and all the rest of this nonsense that the young people watch. Um, I, <laughs> my main thing this week is somehow the wife managed to break the front door. So we couldn't, we couldn't lock the door, which was oh, lots no. of fun. So we had to call an emergency locksmith who turned up at midnight Oh. which is far beyond my normal bedtime. Now I'm nearly old. Um, so, yeah, basically he's, he's come out. He's had to strip the door to pieces. 
He's put a temporary thing in to fix it. And now I've just had to pay them £180 before they'll even order the bit that they need to fix the door properly. So that's made me quite sad. So let's just say PSVR 2 is off the table for the time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. I should get donated one. As is a PS5, to be fair, but, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Paul. Um, George, has your week been any better? Uh, my week has been less eventful, more boring, but it sounds a little bit better than that. I've just been snowed under with lectures, been writing a review, and that's literally it. I've had an incredibly boring week. Oh, God, you lot. Is, is, is it all snowing where you are? It is. Uh, yes, it is, yeah. Okay, it right. tries and it stopped here. Okay. It didn't really settle here. Well, there we go. Um, my week has been... I've, I've, I had a birthday this week on yesterday, and that was Happy okay. Birthday. Thank you very much. Um, was it a big birthday, Gareth? It was, um, do, you know, no. do you know start with a six? It was just closer to death. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's every day, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was fine. It was good fun. We had a good laugh. Um, I've been watching um, something that's been out for a while, which is I watched over two days, which is the Stephen Merchant thing, The Outlaws, which is good fun. I really enjoy it. If anyone's seen that, um, I recommend that. It's really good. Little six-parter, two seasons. You can watch it quite quickly. A lot of fun. Um, and we have before we go into the podcast, we look at the podcast today, going, it's a bit light. We haven't got much going on. There's not a lot happening. Um, but then there was an announcement that happened a couple of hours ago from when we recorded, which is on a Thursday, and that is Starfield. And Starfield has got a release date and an announcement for its um, deep dive, which was promised, which we thought we were going to have. So, be, and then we had a little, maybe a three-minute video, which we talk about, which is a sort of like a minute, like a little new bit of trailer, I think, of the of the game. Um Nothing really gameplay-wise, just kind of like a sort of CGI thing. And then we had a sort of like a, a chat from the main man for Bethesda. What's his name? Todd? Is it Todd? I've got any, I think. Todd Howard. Yeah, Todd yeah. Howard. Yeah. Todd Howard, he had a chat, and in the background they were playing the game. The developers had a wave. And we know that the game's <laughs> coming out on uh, 6th of September. So in 2023. And the deep dive will be in June after the Xbox um, showcase, which normally happens E3 time, but it's not connected to E3. So we've got a date, first of all. So I'm going to go around and do, we're just going to chat about what we thought of this date and stuff. First of all, I'm going to go to Paul, because Paul Ooh, hello. is the one that said, away from anyone else, we all predicted June, some of us March, and Paul went, I think it's going to be later in the year. And you were right, well, Paul. Well, you know... I don't like to uh, tootle my own trumpet, but yes, I was right. We'll, we'll just leave the podcast there. <laughs> Thank you, mic drop, done. Yeah. Um, I am quietly jealous of Bethesda's office, to be fair. Mm. It sounds like it looks like a lovely place to work and being able to just sit there on the settee playing games all day. That seems like the dream career for me. So I, I need to know where I can put my application in. Um, but other than that, I mean, the game is looking good. I mean, just the little sort of quick cuts that they did when people were working on it. I mean, there was one bit where you were fighting this giant sort of crab insect monster thing um, that looked quite exciting. So, yes, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to this. 
Yeah. I think they weren't going to show um, them just trying to sort out their menus. Sort out the inventory. Imagine that in the background. <laughs> <laughs> to go to inventory management. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, it did look very good. Um, I don't know about you, George. I don't, are you excited about this? I'm not really talking about I'm apprehensive. I don't know. Like, I feel like Paul maybe has a bit more excitement towards it than me because I'd heard about it before, but the first time it was shown, I thought it looked really rough. Mm-hmm. But um, it definitely looks better. But to me, it just looks a hell of a lot like No Man's Sky, just if it, if it was in Fallout game. But um, I don't know. I mean, I'm going into it apprehensively, really, because I played Fallout 76 and I was like, ah. But, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm a bit apprehensive about it, to be honest with you. Like, it needs to be good. Okay, did you did you like the Skyrim and the other Fallout games, the Fallout Four? Yeah, no, I really enjoyed Skyrim and Fallout Four. I really enjoyed those. It's just like I feel like recently Bethesda's kind of been really phoning it in, and like you know, with um, you know, with the did you, did they have a subscription service in Fallout seventy six? Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, and it was like I don't know. I just, Bethesda to me has been kind of a bit more missed and hit recently. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Um, Darren, are you excited? I am. I share some of George's concerns though about No Man's Sky because they're kind of teasing how big this world's going to be, but it's got to be big and full of things to do, not big and empty. That's a real risk. Um, But I am looking forward to it because it's focused on Xbox and PC, kind of the newest generation of consoles. So I think I'm cautiously optimistic, but I do agree with Paul about The Office. I noticed, I don't know whether it, when Microsoft acquired them. They had four square lights on the ceiling. Did you notice? Which looks a lot like the Windows logo. <laughs> Some other things I noticed. Maybe they they had to get on brand when they got taken over. I don't know. But um, no, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think the release date is probably about right. It doesn't feel too soon considering we're waiting for more gameplay. And if they've got this reveal in June, that gives them another three months. So I think the timeline looks pretty sensible for me so, so yeah, yeah i was going to ask that question next so for you down the timeline is it, it's fine it's like that yeah. it feels like it because we all we all thought maybe june didn't we um mm. and now i didn't except for paul <laughs> <laughs> <Apart from laughs> Mystic Paul, yeah. <laughs> but september doesn't feel i think september the 6th is a great date because not a lot comes out normally at that time maybe one no, or two you've things. got You've got the kind of summer drought over. Well, there used to be a summer drought in video games. It doesn't really happen as much anymore. It's kind of, I don't know, almost like back to school time, isn't it? So it's 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 the start of like it's the end of summer, kind of almost officially for a lot of people. And I think, um, I just think it'll 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 fall well if they get the, the you know the hype for the gameplay reveal in June. If that all goes to plan, um, I think it'll I think it'll fall really well. So. I think uh, yeah, I think timeline wise they've done a they've they've done a good job there. George, so definitely. Sorry, George, go so, on. I was just gonna say yeah, no, I totally. I was gonna say I totally agree with Darren. Actually, it'd be really nice for people to have something to look forward to. And also, I think that it would be difficult for them to justify delay all the way till Christmas unless the game reveal goes really badly in June. So I don't mm. know. I feel like it's I feel like it's perfect really. For like you don't have to wait in too long, but then like announcing it like a couple of months before would have people worrying. So announcing it, like having a good few months, having a reveal, a reveal somewhat in the middle, I think it's perfect, really, to us. And, Paul, and also, yeah. sorry, Gareth, they've, okay. they've got to balance that with constant accusations that Xbox has no exclusives as well. So I guess they want it to be like, it is coming, and it is not going to be right at the end of the year, 
but it's not going to be we're not going to rush it out it's not going to be ready for like March or, or whatever so it's a fine balance I think Paul do you think this date's going to stay the same now do you think it's going to move I think they've given themselves enough time so they've got what three months now until the the deep dive bit to mm-hmm. really blow everybody's socks off and then they've got another three months to um to polish up any rough edges that are shown up in that presentation. So, yeah, I would say that that's going to be pretty much nailed on now, I'd say. Plus, like you say, there's nothing else announced, I don't believe, coming out in that time frame yet. I mean, we've got Redfall sooner than that, haven't we? Mm, when, sure, when, when was Redfall? That was sort of April, May time, was it? May time. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, start of May, I think it was. Yeah. So then we've got that out of the way. Everybody's finished with Redfall, ready for Starfield. Brilliant. Xbox, all the games. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll we're t- we're chat. Maybe we'll chat a little bit about other games in a minute. And th- with this, it was quite interesting what he said because he said, uh, Todd, Todd said um, about this is like, it feels like an old school. Um, I'm paraphrasing him completely. It feels like an old, old school. Um, <laughs> Game. I mean, there was sort of maybe harking back to that single player experience of mm. Skyrim or the Fallout Four, or, you know. Um, and it was interesting, like I think when you said it about things to do. I mean, those games there was loads to do, wasn't there? In those, especially oh. kind of Skyrim, I suppose. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it was. Do you think it's going to be? Do you think this is going to push the boundaries more than anything else, or will it feel very familiar? That's what I'm trying. We we don't know. We're guessing here. Um, if you had an ideal scenario of what you wanted from this game, what would it be? That's a good question, I think. That is a good question. Who are you asking? Going to go for George first of all. Poor George put on the side. What would you oh, want, George, from no, this? Now, that's pressure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually, as much as I've just criticised it for looking like No Man's Sky, I actually love No Man's Sky. Mm. So if it was like, I, I don't know, the only thing that makes me worry about that is the, the scale with exactly what Darren said, it being too big and empty. So if they've managed to balance it with being sort of like No Man's Sky, but they have this big grand narrative in the background and they have enough stuff to do so the worlds don't feel empty, I'll be perfectly happy with it, to be honest. See, I know we, we're not going to, we know already, you're not going to have that ability like in No Man's Sky to go into the planet, take off and, you know. Yeah. Um, it's going to be, you'll just go to that planet and that. Either go to a cutscene if you landed, and that that's it. So, um, they'd be more like little areas, wouldn't they? Like in Skyrim, I suppose, when you're just you're pretty fast travel to a lot of these places when you discover them. Yeah, yeah. I mean that actually reassures me though, because I feel like the, one of the main reasons that No Man's Sky can get away with that is because there is so little in each world. So maybe that proves that there's a bit more to the worlds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, this what did they say a hundred or a thousand of? I can't remember. Seems to be loaded. Many, 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 many. I think it was a hundred plus, certainly hundreds, maybe. Maybe. Um, Darren, what would you want from it? What would you? What's your expectations? I guess this is very broad strokes thinking, but it's current gen or next gen when it was announced. It's the type of game that it fits the kind of attempt to kind of push the boundaries of what we've seen on the xbox series x so far because it is about exploring in space so it's literally about finding new things so for me all these all these planets it's about what you can do on each one not having loads of like fetch and find missions for example or i want a really really strong narrative but really very gameplay as well you know like um totally off off script but you know it takes two 
it was a bit like every kind of few hours you were playing almost a different game because the gameplay kind of switched around. So it was like a greatest hits. So something that can encapsulate the best of all sorts of different types of, of, of game will be would be what I'd be looking for for it. I want it to feel really special, which is a big ask, but I feel like it's been hyped up to the point where well, let's see what it can do. Yeah. Paul, I mean, one of the, in the interesting, I mean, I'm, I'm going back to, I'm paraphrasing whatever, the hell, whatever he said about the <laughs> game being quite similar to what they do. But one of the things Bethesda does with these, you know, these RPGs is you, Skyrim, and maybe Fallout as well, you get the choice to join loads of different sides, don't you, mm-hmm. in this RPG. You can play the sort of bad side to play the good side. You can play both sides, can't you? Especially with Skyrim, you're joining, joining different guilds. Yep. Um, the same with Fallout, I can't remember, I think Fallout as well, you're joining different societies, so you're seeing that. And you can play it as someone morally corrupt, or you can play it as someone very good. So um, what we, would that be something you're looking forward to? Do you like those elements in those games? Absolutely. I mean, Bethesda, apart from Fallout 76, haven't made a game I don't like. So, you know, right back from Xbox 360 and Fallout 3, when I was playing that, um yeah i've i've just loved it i've loved the freedom of it you can just go off and do whatever you want and if you happen to come across a bit of story great if not just wander off and do whatever you fancy um so by the time you do get to the story you're vastly over leveled and just destroy everything it's going to be uh, <laughs> that's what i'm hoping for i mean darren's idea about all different genres and stuff i mean it'd be nice but i don't think that's Bethesda's thing, if you like, they're very much. Um, they seem to me to be making Skyrim in space, essentially, um, and I'm quite happy with that. So I love a, an RPG. I love a story-driven RPG, and the chance to go out and explore and meet people and join forces with them or fight them or whatever. That's all been a big part of the Bethesda back catalogue. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm not negative like these two Nancys. <laughs> negative Nancys, that's what you two are. I think they were quite good. I think they were quite <laughs> looking forward to it. Um, good. Um, well, we know it's going to be coming out um, September the 6th this year. Um, now, before we move on to what we've been playing, I just want to keep on this point because I'm not, this is not me having a go. I'm quite interested. When Xbox um, had their big showcases on the, in June last year, the way they framed it was, these are the games you'll be played in the next 12 months. Right? We all thought at the time, and that's quite a lovely way to frame it, isn't it? You'll be playing these games on Game Pass, some of them not on Game Pass, but you're going to be playing these games in the 12 months. And I sort of did a little bit of think, and I thought, hmm, I look at some of them and thought maybe they've got 60% of them. Is right. So I was just was wondering there. I was just going if you could think of other ones. Uh, I think I, the Warhammer game. I think that's been on PC. That's not coming yet to us. I'm in trouble. Has Slime Rancher two come out? Mm, I'm not sure. We know Starfield now is thing. Forza we know is going to be moving into probably the fall. Um, Arc two. That's not coming out before yeah. June, no, is it? Oh, yeah, is it? No, I've heard nothing about that. Stalker 2, we know, will probably be later on. We'll get a little bit more. Yeah. Flintlock. Yeah. Um, League of Legends. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, cocoon yeah. replaced. There's a few there I've got there. And do you think? I'm just. This is a question. I'm not. We have a go because it's a really nice little market. Do you think they should do that again, <laughs> or do you think <laughs> they should leave that alone for next time, Darren? Uh, what did you say about sixty percent? Yeah, I reckon about. I was just looking at the list of the stuff. Sixty, maybe they've got sixty, seventy percent of it. Yeah, they've still um, got three months left, mind. Yeah, but we know the dates are pretty solid, now, aren't they? I was going to say that's three months of shadow drops. I don't know how likely that is, but maybe um, some of the indie probably ones, probably not. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, they probably probably not. Maybe or or not to the same degree. Not base the whole show around it if they're not. Um, confident of it because you'll it's just any excuse for people to moan about things on the internet mm. it'll become they'll get tired with that rush whenever they try and announce something so probably not but they could have a segment of the show like now like you know like sometimes the nintendo directs do a little bit where they have like a few games in quick succession and they're all the all the release dates seem to be like in the next month two months three months mm. they could have a segment of the presentation where it says anyway now let's see what you're going to be playing over the next six months even if they're that confident but Probably not the whole show, no. It's a bit yeah. risky. Paul? Mm. Maybe they just need to change the wording. Here are some games that you might be playing in the next 12 months. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then there wouldn't be any issues. So, yeah. I mean, I think um, I, the reason I'm bringing it up, because I think it has, you know, on the forever feud that seems to be getting worse between PlayStation and Xbox, it is a big question, isn't it, about Xbox games and about not having those. They will do. They have to, this year is going to be a big year. It's already getting popular but it's gonna hasn't helped the case is it a little bit sorry Paul mm, no it's fine um, it's just like I say it's I, I enjoyed that bit you know here mm. are the games that you you can be playing um, if they've done 60% of it I don't think that's a that's a that's a pass into it in any exam in the land <laughs> so uh, yeah I think that's that's all perfectly fine good George I yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with what both of you said, really, is that it would be really nice to have like a segment of each show maybe dedicated to the closer stuff and then another segment to the more in the distance sort of stuff. But the thing is, there is that if you announce things the months or even years in advance, you're pressured with release dates. And once people know have release dates in their mind, that's when you get stuff like delays and you get games that are pushed out that aren't ready so like i don't know i, I kind of sympathize with the developers because it's really yeah. it's like a massive balancing act to be able to like give a release date and then also deliver on like this massive amount of hype that goes with every xbox game at the moment because there are so few exclusives being released mm. so yeah mm, yeah good good very sympathetic group of people. That's what I like in this yeah. thing. What What do you think, Gareth? You've not given us your opinion. Um, mm. I think I I love them doing it, but I think it's probably not a good thing to do <laughs> next time <laughs> because I think I think it, I think for your, all your points, I think for I think it, uh, George hit it on there. And I don't think it's fair on developers because it's you know it's great probably that Starfield and probably like fours of those big ones are coming out when they're coming out because they probably want to get it right. And they want to get it so it's absolutely perfect at that time. You don't want to be like someone going, it's got to be done by June, the end of June, you know. And with and especially that with any game, especially in the current climate of the world and, you know, there's certain developers there who are basically in a war zone. So it's, it's yeah, I don't, maybe it's not a... Maybe it's not a good thing. Maybe, I like the idea. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of the not having these everything all in one, I think what Darren was saying, in, the, in one... You know, place that happens in June. Just keep doing it every three months. That makes more sense to me. 
That's mm-hmm. what I thought yeah. uh, State of Play was like yeah. years ago. It felt a bit like that. But now they just kind of pop in a bit of a deep dive for a few games whenever they kind of feel like it. Yeah. It doesn't feel as structured now. I mean, that's what PlayStation, I suppose, are doing, aren't they? They're not doing mm-hmm. any, they're not going to be doing any big announcements in June, are they? They're just going to do their own thing, it feels like. Yeah. Um, Good, and the end, this is my other question. I promise we'll get on to games we've been playing with because it's interesting. <laughs> because that's hit now, the September the 6th thing, what do we think's coming out for Xbox in the fall? And are they a little bit worried? <laughs> is any game in September going to go, hold on, we've got to move our dates if we're thinking about it because it's a big one, isn't it? What are we missing out of this? Um, George, let's start with you. George, can you think of anything big ones for Xbox that are going to come out in the fall? Well, I mean, maybe Stalker 2, mm-hmm. I guess. Like, that's... I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at a list now of exclusive expected to release this year, but, like, I mean, unless Forza's gets really unlucky and gets delayed all the way until October, there's just not really much for Christmas, is there, really? Apart from Stalker 2, but, like, I don't know um, how much hype is there for Stalker Two within, like, outside like the core gaming community. Really, it's mm. not like a massive, massive fan thing, is it? No, I think you're right. I think you're not. Yeah, I think absolutely, it's not. It's not a big. It's not a huge one, is it? I mean, maybe Hellblade Two. Oh, yeah, think that could be good. That would be. Yeah, I think that, that be really good. That feels like I think people would. I mean, I think there was a sort of like I think one of these articles that came out was saying these are the next two exclusives that are coming out, which would be Avowed and um, Hellblade. We kind of know we've seen a bit more of Hellblade. We've not seen anything of Avowed apart from that CGI trailer. But so it could be those, there could be some, there could be those two to go. I mean, look, what do you think, Darren? Do you think it's going to be, what, any ideas what you think? The big ones like we talked about, Stalker 2 possibly in the fall? I, yeah, I think that's a good shout. I think Forza might get pushed back, back end of the year. Because mm. um, that's a first party big hitter for Xbox. I, um, I don't know. I saw that Phil Spencer had said he kind of, he said kind of fair game, yeah. We, we haven't really had a lot of exclusive games recently. We, we've heard you. So unless they're going to keep their cards a bit closer to their chest, um, for a bit longer. I'm not sure. Maybe Starfield is the start of a few of these kind of um, surprise kind of confirmations. I'm not sure because the timing of the showcase is, is interesting. They're not going to E3, but it's timed pretty much at the start of E3. So everyone's in the mindset of expecting announcements. So that might be where they push the button and then we get more detail at quarter four. I don't think it's an exclusive but I'm interested about Alan Wake 2 as well, if that's going to come this year. Okay. Because I know the original was an exclusive on the Xbox. Um, I'm not sure about this one. I'm not sure if it is. But yeah, I'm very excited for that. Um, And also the the Assassin's Creed... uh, Mirage? Yes, that's it. Set in Baghdad, wasn't it? I think it was initially DLC and then they developed a game. Yeah. I thought from the Ubisoft showcase that was coming quite early this year, like March or April, but I haven't heard anything about it. They're all over the shop. Yeah, they're not in a good place. I think. Uh, oh, well, yeah, we talked about this, haven't we? Yeah. Um, so that is a question mark because I thought that was coming out quite soon, and then we're going on to the, the big ones like Project uh, Red or Codename Red, whatever it was. Mm. So yeah, I think 
Assassin's Creed and Alan Wake, I'd like to hear more about, but they're not exclusives. Um, so I'm expecting some surprise drops. Otherwise, yeah, it is looking a bit there for them. Um, what about you, Paul? What do you think? The loads going um, on? I, I think that Forza's going to be pushed back. Mm. That's going to be... October, um, November time. Yeah, do you think? it's going to be yeah. that sort of time, yeah. I would have thought. Um, my sources have told me that Beyond Good and Evil 2 is not coming out this year. <laughs> and uh, oh, neither is... Neither is Skull on Bones, so <laughs> one there for James. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's there's going to be games. I don't think we necessarily know everything that they're planning to release, you know, because if they can keep a game like Hi-Fi Rush Secret and then just go, and surprise, you can play it right now, you know, you don't know what else they've got in the, um, mm. in the locker, as it mm. were. Mm. So, yeah, Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's just... Wait and see, Gareth. Just, Just feel wait and the see. anticipation. Right. That's what we want to hear. I mean, I think, I think also you have got, you know, well, it is going to be a madly busy year because we have got lots of third-party things that will probably mm-hmm. be announced. I mean, we've got, like you've mentioned, Assassin's Creed Mirage. We know that probably will come out this year. Um, will we see a Dragon Age game? Will that Dragon Age game come out? There's there's talk of it, isn't there? Yeah, They're exactly. apparently making it, so and been... I don't know if it'll be this year, given the size of it. Yeah. And then you've got the PlayStation games as well. You've got a couple of those. Nobody cares about PlayStation games. <laughs> you, can't um... play Star- you can't play Starfield <laughs> on a PlayStation. Nobody cares. Is, is Spider-Man 2 due out this year yeah. on PlayStation? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that's uh, everyone. Everyone's excited about that's that. And is Wolverine one. also? No, I don't think that is. No. I think it's probably next year. Right. Um, yeah. right. Um, did it, sorry. So did anyone see that new game that was like they had a, a closed beta the other day, the finals or whatever it was called? Mm, did yeah, it looked good because that looked yeah, that looked fantastic. Yeah. It sounded like Battlefield's crossed with Call of Duty with all the Battlefield physics, but better. Yeah, the destruction stuff was amazing, wasn't it? Yeah, it's yeah, it's gonna. That's yeah, we don't know. It's gonna be loads of different games coming out, but it is you know, it's a worry. For, I mean, I wouldn't want to release anything, you want to release something like Atomic Heart, that kind of size of game next to Starfield, would you? Maybe you should. No, no. I mean, if, it, if it's a completely different genre, then you might get away with it. So, I, I would be quite happy playing Starfield and Forza together because they're just so different, mm. but you wouldn't want to release an adventure game in that window, I don't think. Mm. Yeah. Okay, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. Thank you very much. Let's talk about games we've been playing. Um, let's talk. Let's start with Darren. Let's start with you. What have you been playing? Uh, so I've been playing a couple of games, but most recently Atomic Hearts. I've been playing. So I'm horrendously overdue to publish my review, but I'm nearly there. Um, so. It's obviously hit the headlines because it's controversial because it's made by Russian developers, uh, Mundfish. Um, but essentially, it's a bit of a Bioshock meets Wolfenstein-style game where you're playing as a um, like special forces major, codenamed P3, who um, is basically going along to this launch of this uh, thing called Collective. Um, so it's like... Um, AI and, and machines are kind of very advanced. It's set in the 50s, the kind of in the Soviet Union, not long after World War II. Um, and I don't really want to say any more about the story because there is a strong narrative running through it uh, and there are a few twists and turns. And 
it plays like Bioshock because you've got a glove called Charles um, and that unlocks certain abilities. So you can use like telekinesis, you can put up a bubble shield, you can uh, throw frost, etc., etc. So the combat is not, there's gunplay and there's melee weapons, but there's also abilities as well. Even to the point where when you go to the machine to upgrade them, there's little cartoon animations of them in action, which is very Bioshock as well. There's also what they call chirpers, which are like little pocket watches where you can hear audio recordings. Again, quite familiar. Um, but that being said, I've really enjoyed it. Um, it is a very rich kind of detailed world. The voice acting is pretty good. The music is is brilliant. Um, it's the same chap who did Doom, isn't it? I think. Um, so yeah, really, really good. Kind of mix of loads of different genres from classical to kind of almost rave music so a bit of metal in there so depending on the situation um it looks good but it does struggle at times with um movement in terms of like sprites so if you've got a enemy who's in the distance sometimes the movement can be really jagged to it almost looks like frame by frame until they get within touch and distance then it smooths out so there are a few bugs to patch and i've got stuck in the scenery a couple of times and i can't get out or my um cursors stop moving the thumbstick stopped um responding when i'm in like a certain menu so there are a few kind of glitches to iron out um but i don't think it should be overlooked just because of the controversy as a game objectively speaking it's not bad at all you could do a lot worse yeah, good. Have, have you played it yet, Paul? I haven't yet, no. Have you played it, George? I have it installed, but I haven't oh, touched it yet. Okay. I've done about an hour and a half of it, and I only stopped because I was I had to finish something else. So I thought, I need to finish this game <laughs> before I go. Um, yeah, that's really good, Darren. I agree with everything you said. I think the main guy is a, is a dickhead. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. And, and Come on, Gareth, don't sit on the fence. And he's, uh, that's the worst thing about it. It's like, why have you done this? Why have you made this guy an idiot? Mm. Um, <laughs> the, other, the other problem I have is that sex machine thing. You know, because oh, yes. it's like you can't. What now? You can't. You, you can't play. <laughs> you can't play this on your own. Yeah, you can't play this. You got to put your headphones on for that. Um, oh, no. yeah. yeah, but yeah. it's the ideas are great. Yeah, I think, and that's it. I think you know, there's a, there's a lot of creativity in there, even if it has mm. been inspired by other games. And the first few hours, depending on how quickly you go through it, are quite dungeony. But then it does open up into the world as well. Um, and it, there is a there's a lot to do. Um, and there's like side bits uh, alongside the main story, so there's a there's a good few hours of gameplay in there. Yeah, no, it's good, it's good. Um, great, thanks, Darren. Let's go on to Paul. What's your what's your first game? Uh, right, my first game is called Project Zero: Mask of the Lunar Eclipse, and it's a remake of a 2008 um, Nintendo title that was, I think, it was released on the Wii first of all. Um, oh, nice. So it had um, like motion controls and stuff, and I just can't imagine how you played this game with motion controls. Anyway, the idea of the Project Zero games, I've been playing these since back on the PlayStation. I think it was PlayStation 2 I played the first one. Um, and basically you end up in a haunted house and you have a special camera that can not only take pictures of the ghosts but if the ghosts are hostile 
it damages them and that's how you defeat them. You have to take photographs of ghosts. Um, now, I've got to say, the atmosphere of the game is absolutely brilliant. I've been sat here playing it in the dark with my headphones on and genuinely creepy. It's very, you're like creeping around the corners going, oh, what's going to jump out next? Um, so, yeah, the atmosphere, brilliant. The way it looks, really nice, really good. The only problem is the the movement of the character is painfully slow. So even you, you're given a sprint button and she might just break into a gentle jog as you're running around. So, yeah, it's it's... The aiming of the camera, the trying to line yourself up with the ghosts, it's all a bit clunky. Um, but, you know, it takes you back to almost like the um, the first Resident Evil, you know, where you have certain fixed angles um, and you can see that's that's basically what you can mm -hmm. see. The, mm. There isn't really any sort of control over the camera. The right stick is used to wave your flashlight around. So it's it's really i'm really enjoying it so far it's absolutely terrifying to play um so i wouldn't recommend it for james but yeah um keep your eyes out for a upcoming review yeah good wow good um you didn't see this one come onto the list i think you grabbed this quite quickly paul always complaining that he doesn't lose boys doesn't get any games <laughs> That's it. He's got a secret, a secret arrangement, I think. He's got money being passed on the things here. Mm, I'll yeah. just enjoy Shipyard ship, uh, Gravy uh, Simulator yeah. 2. Yeah. That'll be it. Yeah. That's all yours, Darren. That's I'm not going to go for that one. Uh, um, George, what's your game? What's your first game? Or well, one game? How many games you got to talk oh, about? Oh, well, I've got a fair few, actually, this oh, week. Just two, though. Two? Yeah. Good. Yeah, more. I've got, I've got, I think I've got, about, I've got about three, but one of them isn't really worth talking about because okay. it's Call of Duty. So... Um, so the first game is City Skylines Remastered. Mm. Yeah, I hadn't played it like because you know the original has been out since about 2015, I think. But I never yeah. played it before. And I saw it on the review list. I thought, oh, you know what? And it's fantastic. I took about 20 hours into it in the last week, so you can see how bored I've been, really. <laughs> but, um, it's, it's a hard life being a student, isn't it? Honestly, I got I got so much free time. I don't know what to do myself. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, no, I've also been playing Hogwarts Legacy, oh, which. Yeah, no, I I I loved Harry Potter. Yeah, no, I I reviewed it. I think for us. Yeah, I did. Oh, what yeah. did you what What did you think of it? I didn't actually I really like, review. I've liked it. I liked it a lot. I gave it a four and a half. I think I was quite. I I mean, I've done it as well. I've done about forty five hours of it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I thought the world, the imagination of it was brilliant. Um, did you go down the dark wizard path? No, I'm not really going to oh. go down the dark wizard path. Did you? No. Uh, I've very much definitely gone down that path as a Gryffindor. So. <laughs> do you go? Do you get arrested and put into um, the jail for wizards? Whatever it's called. No, I mean I learned the Cruciatus curse, so I've pretty much used it on like everything so far. So <laughs> it's like when you were. It's like when you um, when you when you fight when you have like you know you have like dueling competitions with, like yeah. students. Yeah, you can use like a Vada Kedavra on them and stuff. It wow. makes no sense. Like wow. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely fun. Ben, I absolutely love it as well. I think it's like yeah. it's so pretty as well. Like, yeah, you know, when you're flying on a broomstick, like approaching Hogwarts, it's just like, wow. But yeah. yeah. I mean, it does get towards, I'm glad I didn't give it a five or anything because it does get a bit samey later on. But actually, no, it's still really good. The story's great. It's really good. 
Um, so that's City Skylines. I think I must have reviewed this back in the day, 2015. I think I might have done about eight DLC packs as well. So I'm glad you're doing it. Um, but it's really good, isn't it? What's the oh, di- I love it. What's the differences between... Uh, it, well, you haven't played the other first one, have you? So you wouldn't know. No, that. but I, I, did, I did have a look at the press pack to see the differences. So um, I think the difference is that now you can buy like 25 tiles or something rather yeah. than, I think it was 15 back yeah. in the day. I'm not sure. And like, I think it just looks a bit better and plays a bit smoother and the, the fog and the sun are a bit more realistic. And that's pretty much it, I think. Um, the good news is City Skylines 2 trailer got announced um, this week. One of the showcases, really? and that's coming out this year. So, um, And it's only for Series X and PlayStation 5. So, yeah, it looks... It's interesting because one of the Sim... City main the first, one of the developers says, "Oh yeah, City Skylines is it's taking over that. It's taking us over in a good way. They do it brilliantly. It's simple, isn't it? It feels simpler than some of the other ones in a good way." It just, yeah, exactly. Like it just feels like something that like so. For example, like my, like I play I play it with my partner. Like because I've got I got a Series X and a Series S, so I'm sitting here playing on a Series X. And like my partner, who's barely ever played a game before, has just picked it up and she's played about ten hours of it on my Series S. <laughs> so. Like, I feel it's just that sort of game, isn't it, really? You yeah. Just yeah. And also, I think it's the best... This is my personal opinion. It's the best... And I've done a lot of these sim games. It's the best UI on a console. Oh, it's fab. Yeah. yeah it's so easy to understand. Yeah. My only one issue with it, though, is that, like... You know, with, like, the placement of, like, bridges, it's really finicky and annoying yeah. sometimes, yeah. and I don't know why. No, I know what you mean. I think it's just hilarious that you think you're going along fine, and then suddenly everyone's dying. And you're going, why yeah. are they dying? <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I, I think of that as well. But I, looked, I think I just had an aging population. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, suddenly an illness breaks out. And you're like, oh, I'm doing fine. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, it's... no, literally, like, I'll have like loads of money, and suddenly I'll be ten grand in debt with everyone dying of like water pollution. Or yeah. Going on. Yeah. No, it's great. I was even tempted because it's on Game Pass, isn't it? I'm going, do I go back? I go. Even though I played a lot of it because I had to do the DLCs. But yeah, and you get all the. DLCs with this as well, don't you? For the remastered, I think you get all uh, the extra bits. Ah, uh, well, do. if you do, I need to download them. Yeah, I think <laughs> you might. <do. laughs> yeah. Um, good. Um, now, what have I got? Is it me? It is me, isn't it? It is you. Yeah. Yes. Um, I played Wulong for an hour. I'm just going to briefly say that, and I, I've, I've thrown it away. Did you manage to kill the first boss? I got to the first boss and was so bored. I said, "I'm going to stop it." How rude! No, not um, for you. You're it was, right. It was, yeah. it, it was an interesting stat that the first boss is designed to be like a roadblock, right. um, and only thirty-three percent of the people that have played the game have apparently beaten him. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't feel so bad about getting stuck there now. No, it was, that doesn't backfire on us. It's good. No, I think it's it's good. It's it's fine. I'm just a bit bored <laughs> of. It's too earnest for me. It has no humour in it. As in, I don't mean no humour. I don't mean, I don't know, it takes itself way too seriously. And part of me is like, oh, I've had enough of Souls games. Let the Souls people do those. You know, when Dark Souls came out, there was a reason they came back in the narrative, right? There was a, re- there was a sort of reason in the narrative that when you play again, they all come alive again when you rest. Is that right? That yeah. is right, isn't it? Yes, that's right, yeah. In every other game, including that bloody Jedi game, which I really enjoyed, by the way, there's no reason for it in the narrative. Why have they come back? Even with this, why have they all come back that would just kill them? Magic. Yes. So then it's really hard to believe the rest of the story. 
and you're like, I don't get this. Why is this happening? So that's my that's my problem. But I can see why you liked it, Paul. And I think why, I think your review is very good. Just not for Thank me. Thank you. Just not for me. It's um, not for you. But not then you me. didn't finish Elden Ring, so yeah. But yeah. I like that one. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I have been playing a game called Pape Tura. Um, now, the reason I'm not going to be talking long about this is the hardest game to describe in the world. All I can say is a point and click adventure made in a world where the developers may have made it using paper, <laughs> complete paper design. And I would recommend anyone to have a look at it online and then you get an idea of this kind of magical. So graphically, it looks amazing. And it's a little point you play this little thing, I don't know what you are. And you're inside this kind of really weird, strange. It's almost like a Paul understands a sort of 1970s Eastern European cartoon that used to find on flames. And it's odd and strange. And then you're playing this like you get swallowed by a whale at one point, the paper whale. You're inside a stomach. There's inside the whale's stomach, there's people in a bar and a drink. So it's very odd, really surreal and strange. But it's it's beautifully created, all made from paper that they've animated. Um, everything it's uh, it's a great little point and click and it took me a couple of hours done I thought it was great um, if you like your kind of point and clickers you like something different I really would recommend giving paper tour I think it's under a tenner it's really good very good game and also you'll get a thousand G quite quickly as well just by doing that I think to do it Paul's, Paul's ears have Yes, I'm um, <laughs> waiting for the next contest. I'm writing this down. <laughs> I need to scribble in for Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's really good. Strange, but good. Um, Paul, let's do another one from you. Let's do another one from me. Well, the one that I'll talk about is... Um, I'm just trying to think now, trying to think what's under embargo and what's not. Oh, yeah. So let, let's go for... Another Chemco game. Mm. Now, Chemco are famous, or infamous if you prefer, for <laughs> um, making retro-style JRPG games. Um, but the latest game they've released is called The Smile Alchemist, and it isn't a retro-style JRPG. What it is is a kind of cross between a puzzle game, a visual novel, and a cheese-induced nightmare. It's very, very strange. Again, it's one of those games that's quite hard to describe. You've got to make things, but in order to make things, you've got to buy a book and learn the recipe to make them. Um, and then you make them in a pot that's very like, I don't know if any of you boys have played the uh, Dragon Quest games but there's like an alchemy yeah. cooking pot thing and you chuck the ingredients in and wait a bit and it pops out. Well, it's, it's like that. Um, but it's very odd. It's very strange. Um, it looks lovely. It's, it's all sort of visual novel um, presentation. And then when you need to go and find the materials to make your alchemical concoctions, you have to go out with an adventurer to a location and then it's kind of like a puzzle game. You have to click on a load of tiles in order to gather the resources. It's it's very peculiar. It's not like anything I've played before, but it does get a bit samey after a while. So Right. Okay. Well yes. 
What's the Smile what, Alchemist? The Smile Alchemist. Okay. Well, <laughs> will I like it, Paul? Uh, do you know what you might do, Gareth? Because it's it's weird and odd. Oh, good. Like good, self. good, very good. Thank you. Very <laughs> uh, glad you asked that. I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, Daryl, what's yours? Last game. Uh, so I've not been on for a few weeks, so I forgot about this. So much to Paul's delight, I'm going to talk about Age of Empires 2 mm-hmm. Definitive Edition. Oh God. <laughs> Come reviewed. back, Dobbo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I reviewed um, on site when it dropped onto Game Pass. Uh, and it's just brilliant. I don't know if um, either of you played it the first time round or yourself, George, when um, it, it was a while ago, though. So I'm going to show my age uh, when it came out um, for PC. I think it was the late 90s it came out. Um, and a few years ago, four or five years ago, it came back for the PC with new uh, graphics and new campaigns and all of that stuff but it's just still stands up as such a brilliant strategy game even today um, you can play as all sorts of different civilizations you know that the William Wallace learner campaign is famous in, in this genre so many people remember it or it might just be my group of friends um, but yeah I it's, don't remember it's, it oh Paul come on now it's Sorry, um, <laughs> it's it's brilliant you you know you start off in the dark ages you have to advance your society your military your technology and then go to war with um other factions there's all sorts of different modes you can play you can play simple death matches you can do wonder race we have to build this wonder which is like a one of the seven wonders of the world and then defend it for so long to win there's regicide where you've got to keep the king alive at all costs there's loads of different ways to play but the most exciting thing is that the online multiplayer is seamless because back in the day it was a nightmare to try and play with your friends so now you can kind of just jump on play with somebody or kind of play with whoever um and settle your settings and and you're away so i uh i think it's brilliant and on the subject we were talking about earlier adrian has force should be coming to xbox this year so i forgot about that and i've just remembered i'm hoping that's I think it's probably going to be maybe summertime because it exists already. So it's not like a massive, massive release. Mm. But people like me are, are very excited to be able to play it on the uh, Xbox because we were talking about UI earlier. It, it works really well. They've got like little wheels and different um, solutions to the loads of menus you had on the PC. So it's really smooth to control and there's different uh, functions. So you can group your units into different little um, kind of packs of 10 or 15 so it's easier to control them if you've got multiple things going on at the same time so check it out it's on game pass it's brilliant i've played it i've played the tutorial i've done the bit i've done the first mission i enjoyed it very much so i think i might do some more and you get all of it you get all there's so many cameras that that worried me a bit i was like (laughs) um yeah (laughs) good thank you darren george we've got a final game you want to chat about we covered two already go on Yes, I, I do have one. I um I recently played the original Dead Space. Ah. Yeah, I was preparing to um to play it just because then I could buy the remake and play that and see what how different it was. But um then I realized my shoot loan was running dry, so never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but, that's oh, that's no. what student loans are for. Oh. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh no. But, no I, yeah, I know. Time to buy it, but like it. I mean, I was actually surprised by how much of it still holds up really well today. Like, yeah. it doesn't even look like... Like, what is it, 2008, the original, 2007? Yeah. 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 yeah, and, like, it looks, like, still looks so good. Yeah. But like, I couldn't fault it, really. 
There we go. Well, I think you have a good time with the remake. I think I do as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you should play Dead Space 2 first. Isn't that... Oh, a... I, I... Sorry, George. Is, I think they're, Dead Space 2 and 3 are on the Game Pass this month. Yeah, they're, they're coming soon. So you should right. play. You should, certainly should play Dead Space 2 just for one particular scene, and you'll know oh, it when you see it. Very famous I, scene. Yeah, yeah I, I actually played Dead Space 2 quite a few years ago. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you know the scene yeah. I'm on about. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no. <laughs> no, no. Dead Space Two is actually already on Game Pass, and Dead Space Three, they're only eight plays. So if you have all, oh, that's what I was going to say. There you go. Well, great. I was okay. confused when I saw the announcement. I thought, don't you get EA Play with Game Pass? So why is that? Oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, be- I believe it's because they're coming to cloud as well. Oh right, Good. okay, that makes more sense. Brilliant. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for that, for the games. Um, right, let's talk about, just really briefly, uh, March. What are we looking for? Because it is March now. What games are coming out? Let's just maybe pick one each we're looking forward to before we wrap up. Um, Darren, what are you looking forward to in March? Anything coming up? I've got to be honest. Um, it is what Paul's already spoken about with Project Zero or, or Fatal Frame. Oh. I've played quite a few of them back in the day as well i particularly remember the second one crimson butterfly for the xbox and it was absolutely yep. terrifying so this one i think it's super super hard to get hold of and really expensive if you want to buy a physical copy to do for the wii originally so I, I never got to play this one the first time around so i'm i'm really looking forward to that good It'd be a nice to review it, wouldn't it <laughs> oh well <laughs> <laughs> if you don't respond to the uh, the, the calls, then you know I can't help you. Yeah. VIP code lanes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, good. Uh, what about you, George? Have you got one you're really looking forward to? Yes, um, I saw that they had um, Valheim coming to Game Pass. Ah, yeah. I'm yeah, but I'm not that. sure. It says game preview. I'm not entirely sure what that means. Yeah. I, yeah. It, it might be a bit buggy. It might be a bit buggy. Mm. Yeah. Trying to work out, yeah, but yeah, it still could be. I'm interested to see what that's like. Yeah, I really want to play Sons of the Forest, but I haven't got a PC, so yeah, Sons of the Forest 2 looks good. Uh, Look at that. Um, good. What about you, uh, Paul? What are you looking forward to? Um, to be honest, my mind has gone completely blank after that unwarranted (laughs) attack from Darren. So, I'll just say I'm looking forward to uh. Project Zero as well. Oh, good. Oh, no, oh, no I'm playing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what there is. There is some good stuff out there. We had a look. Oh, my God, no. Oh, yeah, Gareth's all over WWE, isn't he? <laughs> Do you think the Resident Evil thing will be different enough? That's interesting. Resident Evil 4? Yeah, remake. Well, well I... you see, I'm put, I'm put off with that because they say they're making it more like The Last of Us. And as we all know, the last yeah, of us was rubbish. Yeah. So, um, just Paul's opinion. It's not, yeah. not, not, not the views of the podcast in general. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, no. Well, I'm, I'm. Yeah, I always like it. Really. If it's if it's different enough, I'm gonna. I'm in. I'm in. Um, I can't think of anything else though. I'm trying to think. I had a look at this little video as well. I can think of. Yeah, nothing. there's there's a few in there, but yeah. there was nothing that. I mean, Resi jumped out, and Project Zero, but. Other than that, I mean Valheim. I don't. I don't really care about. I had such a bad time playing Rust when that re- launched on the Xbox. I'm just. It's put me off for life with these sort of games. Um, 
But yeah, I couldn't really think of any other sort of big no. hitters. No. It was one from Team 17, was it? Was it Dredge? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that looks quite good. I think, you're always in good hands with Team 17, I think. I think, I think Dave is doing and tentacles, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, good. All right, well, well, hopefully we'll pick up and we'll see some things we like. Um, let's um, talk about next week. What are you looking forward to next week before we go? George, what are you looking forward to? Anything? Um, yeah, finishing Hogwarts Legacy, really. I mean, I just saw a little game called XO One as well. I don't know if anyone likes, you know, those um, those sort of games where you don't really play them. You kind of just like go through the world and stuff, mm, like sort of idols. Great. Yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. I don't know. I also I'm installing Woe Long because I you actually re- reminded me I wanted to play that, even though I've never completed Souls like in my life, and I got about an hour into Elden Ring before I decided it was too hard. So we'll see. Yeah, don't on. don't play it like a Souls like. It's it's not the same. No. Oh, it, it's good. much more action oriented. Have you played Ninja Gaiden? I have not played Ninja Gaiden, but I have heard good things. So excellent. Well, apparently it's also like Neo. So so Gareth. It's really me. like that. Um. So yeah, it's you. You don't play it like a Souls like. You play it much more aggressively, and so just bear that in mind when you start. Yeah, that's actually so good though because my problem with Souls like is I always go in too fast and I just get hit because I'm not really looking at what I'm doing. Yeah. You, you certainly need to be watching what you're doing, but yeah, oh, yeah it might yeah. suit you more. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think I'm, I'm hoping it will because you know I kind of want to play the sort of games, but I've just never been good enough. Yeah, so, no, good luck. Paul, what are you looking forward to? Um, well, we're uh, listeners to the podcast last week will know that one of the things I was looking forward to this week was the uh, scissor lift turning up so I could get into the roof of the warehouse. Um, the, the thing has turned up, and it won't go more than six feet off the floor, so we're quite sad about that. So I'm hoping next week we get a scissor lift that actually works. Can I ask you a question? You can, mate. Have you tried turning it on and off again? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I work in IT. You don't need to tell me. Yes, I, I have tried oh, turning it off yeah. and on again, and it just doesn't work. It kind of it goes up full of vim and vigor, gets about eight foot off the floor, and goes, no, I don't think so. We're just going to stop now. So, you know, it's it's the warehouse is maybe 30 meters tall. So, yeah, we need to uh, get that sorted out. Yeah. Okay, this is why we're in a recession. Right, before we... <laughs> We're in recession because I need to do some cabling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Scissorless. That's the problem. Um, Good. Thank you, gentlemen. Now, if we need to get hold of you, where would we get hold of you? Uh, George, where would we find you if we want to speak to you? Uh, I think you find me on Twitter. Yeah, my app is games per second. Oh, I like that. Um, And Paul, what about you? Um, Can I just check? Did you ask Darren what he was looking forward to next week? No. Darren, what do you? Well, nobody cares. Nobody cares about Darren. I'm going yeah, right. to double, double it up. I'm going to double it up. Paul, what's your what's your handle first of all? My <laughs> handle is on the Twitter, and it's at Xbox Hub Paul. Darren, what are you looking forward to next week? <laughs> I'm just so so smooth, so smooth. Oh God. I have more, more work, sadly, to do. But we are looking to go and see that 65 of Adam Driver in. So that looks okay. like it's pretty good. Um, so, yeah, that'll be about it for me. Great. Um, Darren, where can we find you? Oh, of course, yeah. If you want to grab a handle, it's at 27Darren on Twitter. <laughs> good. You can find me at GD Briley. 
and all the major places that I can't remember. But for now, <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye bye. Goodbye. Bye. See you later. You've been listening to the official podcast of the XboxHub.com. You'll be able to find all the notes of this show at www.thexboxhub.com slash podcast. You can also check out our social feeds on Instagram and Twitter at the Xbox Hub and search for the Xbox Hub on Facebook.